Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Maybe seated. You and I and uh, all of Christendom build on four chief things that happened in the life of Jesus. One, he was incarnate, he became flesh. Our brother, born under the law, just as we are, yet without sin. He also died. His crucifixion was his innocent suffering and death, carrying the weight of our sins, which bring to us the atonement, right? The forgiveness of our debt that stood against us. And then the third is the resurrection from the dead, that by the glory of the Father, he was raised from the dead, and when they came to the tomb, they found it empty. He was raised for our justification. And then the fourth and final is the ascension. The ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ that we celebrate this day is a day of triumph. Because it teaches us that everything that could have needed to be accomplished for our salvation, for our eternal home, has been done. It's been finished. The words which Jesus spoke on the cross, it is finished, are true. Because he ascended to the right hand of the Father. He could not have ascended if there was something left to complete. He would not have gone into heaven if there was yet something left for him to accomplish in his body here on earth. But so that the law, Moses, the words of all the Old Testament, the Psalms and the prophets might be fulfilled, he ascended into the heavens, where now the earth is his footstool, as we hear in the Psalms. His enemies are beneath his feet. It is accomplished. The victory is won. Jesus lives and he reigns for all eternity. And that is why the church celebrates the ascension. Some people may think that Jesus leaving the earth, going over uh, into the heavens, it means that he is somehow away from us. But that would be contradicting his words, would it not? Lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. We know that Jesus is still with us. That is, again, the reason why we must celebrate ascension. It was necessary that he ascend into the heavens, having completed all things. We read in Ephesians chapter 4, not the text that was put before you in our readings, but nonetheless, let me read to you verse 10. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. What was the purpose of Christ's ascension? That now he is over all things, he also fills all things. He has now fulfilled the name that was given him by the angel. She'll call him Emmanuel, God with us. 
He ascended in order that he might fill all things. And what is it that he fills? He is now here, present in the font, when the words the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit are given to you. There Christ is present, delivering to you what he has promised. You receive the spoils of his victory on the cross, the forgiveness of sins, the promise of the Father that the Holy Spirit would come to you. There God is active in the font because Christ has ascended to the Father and fills it with himself. Now he is active also, present bodily at the altar in his true body and blood given and shed for us for the forgiveness of sins. There he fills the bread and the wine with his very body for our life. He also fills the preaching. Wherever the church on earth carries the name of Christ and teaches according to his words, fulfills those things which he has spoken to do, baptizing in his name, administering the sacraments in his name, admonishing those who are impenitent and forgiving the sins of the penitent. There, Christ Jesus is filling all things as he has promised, and he is present with the church. He is rising above the earth to fill all things. He fills the ear of the Father with intercessory prayer for you. Just as the Spirit here who dwells within you prays on your behalf, there is one who is seated at the right hand of the Father praying for you. The one who shares your flesh the one who atoned for your sins. He is there pleading for you. He's the one who in your moment of need you cry out to, O Lord, have mercy. He is the one who helps you, dear Christians, in your hour of darkest need. There he comes in the days which have filled themselves with sorrows. And guess what? He's also there filling all things when there are those days that bring you such great joy. He has risen above the earth and above the sky and above the universe for you to fulfill all things and to fill all things. I want you to think about one last thing. I want you to think about where this took place. Where Jesus ascended into heaven. It's always stood out to me because of how important that place was. The Mount of Olives, or Olivet as they call it. And it was there that the passion of our Lord came upon him. And as he is thinking about all of the things that must take place in order to accomplish salvation. He brings himself to a bloody sweat. He had a baptism in which to be baptized with. And oh, how much agony he was in until it was accomplished. But see him return to that place. 
There is no agony left. There is not a drop of blood upon him. He is robed in the white light and his clothing shines brightly. It is accomplished. It is finished. There is nothing left. He is robed in the splendor, the glory of the Father, having accomplished all that he was sent to do for you. He goes back to the place called the Mount of Olives. You see, we have such a blessing in the ascension because he has truly wonderfully come in order to make us partakers in the divine nature, that you dwell with Christ and Christ dwell with you. That everything which you see happen of Christ shall come to you. We cover the caskets at our funerals in a white robe. Why do we do that? It is because of the splendor which we have promised in our baptism that we shall be clothed in white. That we shall shine like the light which emanates from the sun. The brightness of Christ's purity rests upon us. And we shall ascend into the heavens. We shall see again the Lord as he comes. Just as he went away, so shall he come again. And we shall behold his glory. Even as we ourselves are made to be like him in his glory. Know this, that the Lord will return. And as the disciples were rejoicing so too should we rejoice, having everything accomplished for us in Christ. The only thing left for us is to remain in Christ, to go about doing the things which the Lord has instructed his church, preaching the word, teaching the word, administering the sacraments and receiving them, and bringing those who still need to hear of Christ into the place where he can be found, because he has not left us. But he shall truly come again in the way in which he was seen going. And on that day, he will come either in judgment for some, and for others, it is the day of rescue, the day of our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all their understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.